This is Ed McMahon. And now, here's Armstrong and Getty. Studio C. Oh, C, senor. What is it, a dimly lit room? It appears to be deeper than the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty Communications compound. And today, everybody, we're under the tutelage of our general manager. I don't know. Could certainly be Al Sharpton. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. You could go with the truth. All right. Let's go with the truth. That's a, it's time to face up to the truth. It's a hot story. Speak sure. the truth. I'm sure we'll have to get into truth is truth. You're not going to like my take, a lot of you. Stay tuned. Oh, boy. What's the, uh, what are you talking about? Oh, you don't know that? Okay. No. That's the story of the day. Oh, yeah. the, the Rudy thing? Yeah. Uh. yeah. And uh, I'll, I'll save it for later. So, so yesterday morning. Uh, 5.15 a.m., because my son is an early riser. Slopping the hogs. I'm in the bathroom. Milking the cows. I'm in the bathroom helping him with a situation, but uh, he hears a noise that he interprets a certain way from me. Oh, boy. Okay. I maintain it was my foot squeaking on the floor. Oh, oh. Oh, but he says... wonder if Robert Mueller has time for another investigation. He says... My six-year-old says... You tooted! <laughs> you tooted! I've never heard an adult toot before! J'accuse! <laughs> Hard fart primary. Oh, my. Oh, boy. Wow. This is a pivotal moment for the lad. Oh, he was so amused. So happy. And then, three hours later, when his brother finally gets up, um... <laughs> First thing when his brother comes walking sleepy headed down the hallway, he says, Sam, Dad tooted. <laughs> oh my God. If, you, if your family put out a daily newspaper, man, that'd be big, giant font at the top. Like war declared. Right, exactly. Dad toots. I would this account. Read all about it. Read yeah. all about it. Yeah. Extra, extra. Yeah. And our general manager is Dad Tooting. <laughs> Oh my God! He was just—you got columnists weighing in on the opinion page. He was just looking at me. What? I've never heard an adult toot before. <laughs> I maintain that I didn't, but well, that's right. Um, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start over there with our board operator, Michelangelo, pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How are you this morning, Michael? Uh, good. You know, it's funny. The happiest uh, little kids are happiest by the things that are free. You buy them this fifty-dollar <laughs> oh, toy. Yeah. They don't oh, play yeah. with oh, yeah. it. You toot, and they're delighted. You know, Dad becoming an old man is. Highlighted the day. That may be uh, more important to him in his life than teaching him to read. And that beautiful memory. Sam, you won't believe this. That's great. I'm glad you're finally up. Uh, there's Positive Sean, whose smile lights up the room. How are you, Sean? Doing very well. I had, a, I had one particular uncle who would often blame such things on barking spiders. Ah, yes. uh, barking spiders are back. <laughs> um, I uh, I had quite an a uh, an adult weekend as uh, I did uh, probably something I should have been doing I don't know ten twelve years ago I started you know actually trying to educate myself about well I hear about this home ownership stuff let me let me start figuring out what uh, I would need and and seeing what it would be and it 
turns out that the barrier to entry is a lot lower than I thought it was going to be. Specifically, I just rebooted there. Don't worry about that. Me, physically, my hard drive. Um, <laughs> I'm a robot producer app. I'm not actually a human being. And yeah, with you know various first-time homebuyer you know, programs that are designed to help, you guess what? People just like me kind of you know, get this ball rolling. And it was, it was neat to realize, hey, it's not this impossible thing that Sure. Can never do. I might be able to actually do this, so I'm I'm starting to pay awesome. attention. Very cool. You know, I think, and Jack, maybe you'd want to teach your kids this. Speaking of uh, childhood, uh, the the principle of look at all the idiots who, <laughs> you know, Sean. <laughs> That's a good know, point. Look around you. I mean, there are plenty of people you think. How do they even feed themselves? <laughs> they seem to have accomplished it. So, and keep in mind where you live, it's fifty times more complicated than most any other state. <laughs> ah, yes, and expensive. <laughs> And the weather's uh, worth it. Uh, there is a uh, positive Sean. I mean, I'm, that's not positive Sean. That's Marshall Phillips, who does our news every day. How are you, Marshall? Jack, may I temporarily yield the floor to Michelangelo, who I do believe we skipped over this morning in our uh, in our greetings. Good gracious. What just, are you talking about? I just said hello to Michael. and he, Yeah, we ju- I talked about um, the best thing for little kids yeah, are they're free. free. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah a yeah, brain okay. fart in this case. Wow, oh, my. no Why? kidding. My Why, as they God. say. Why I find crap. that word off-putting. That is an awful word. <laughs> Hard fart prime. Why would anybody say that word out loud? Uh, The pleasure it brings. (laughs) We do have some things to celebrate on this Monday, August the 20th. For one, it is National Radio Day, the day set aside to recognize the invention of the radio, reminding you how it's revolutionized communications and entertainment. AM radio is a viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Absolutely. As opposed to television, the fad. And not only All those pictures are distracting. Right. Right. Not only that, it's National Bacon Lovers Day. I'm in. Bacon, it is good for breakfast or on sandwiches and burgers. So sit back, enjoy the Armstrong and Getty Show, and some equally tasty bacon strips and enjoy. I've Listen already had two slices this morning, Marshall. Excellent. Fantastic. Funny coincidence. Excellent. Good way to start any day. Heck yeah. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Monday, August 20th. The year 2018, setting you straight in 218, where Armstrong and Getty, and we approve of this program. All right, let's jump into action now, officially according to FCC rules and regs, and Mark. So in the words of my late friend Aretha Franklin, show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Sigourney Weaver. Wow, that's his all-time greatest hit. It is. It is. That's Because just... of the context. It's an early Christmas. I mean, um... And this we much we must and we still must oh, yeah. is better. But in the context, was he speaking at her service? Al Sharpton. No, he was on his uh, little watch to right. MSNBC weekend okay. show. Okay, I was going to say. Uh, what are other headlines, Marshall Phillips? A letter from the Pope this morning, writing to all Catholics about sexual abuse in the church. We got a Trump volley of angry tweets continuing this morning while Rudy Giuliani debates the meaning of truth on Meet the Press. And big change in what Americans are willing to do for a job. Coming up minutes from now, Armstrong and Getty. Show some R-E-S-P-I-C-T. That's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) It's made me so happy. Uh, how's mailbag? Ah, it's terrific. We have your weekly shower thoughts, among other things. Thoughts on the uh, Catholic Church scandal. Eh, I saw whoever that was they put on uh, ABC this week with Jeff, George Stephanopoulos, bishop or Catholic representative or whatever. God, such a weak performance. I just was amazed by that. 
And I look forward to getting into the truth is not truth argument about Rudy Giuliani, because, well, the huge. Um, so stay tuned for everything. It's going to be fun. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Of the nation. The sun beat down. You're getting your vitamin D. Vitamin D importance. It's in everything. Make sure your milk has vitamin D. Good story over the weekend in the New York Times about the the doctor. There's one doctor responsible for the emphasis on vitamin D and everything like that. And he got paid hundreds of thousands of dollars from the vitamin D industry and just coincidentally has gone around giving speeches and talks for decades about the importance of vitamin D. That's why it's in milk and all this different food and you hear about it all the time. Makes that nine-year-old kid who's behind the soda straw thing look like strong evidence. At least he made a couple of calls. He wasn't on the take. And that's something, though. One guy who's getting paid hundreds of thousands of dollars from that particular vitamin can yeah. change the whole uh, we, <laughs> way we look at various things. Yeah, Jude and I are, like so many of us, really, really trying to cut way back on carbs now. And uh, I just... I, I'm trying to increase my carbs. It's not easy. I'm trying to take in more carbs, trying to eat more loaves of bread oh boy. per day. I just I will I will go to my deathbed knowing the government it was either idiotic or lying to me virtually everything it told me about health throughout my youth. Yeah. And now maybe. Well, I don't I don't really listen to them anymore, I don't think. Right. I don't I try not to. Mailbag. Racist racist Spain has built a wall on their southern border to keep people out. They hate Mexicans. Europe is racist. Stay tuned. Here are your weekly shower thoughts is compiled by Richard Salt Lake City. Someone out there is the dumbest person to make a million dollars. And someone is the smartest person making minimum wage. There's a lot more to life than dumb and smart, though. You learn that. You figure that out, kids, as you get a little older. Well, that's true. There's also a lot more to life than how much money you make. What? What? I know a number of C students, self-declared, who work hard and they're nice people. And they do great. The living organisms within our body don't realize they're in a, inside a living being. It's a frightening thought that we might actually be in the exact same situation. Way now. We are the gut bacteria in a gigantic being that is the universe. The solar system, those are just organs of a giant. Could be. Right, exactly. They're just the, the things we can see. They're like the wrinkles in the stomach. Or in the intestines that the little bugs that live down there are called, you know, uh, Pioneer Ridge. Something like that. It's just a fold in your gut. We need to hear Al Sharpton's little thing there. I've just... 50 times a day. Show some (laughs) R-E-S-P-I-C-T. Find out what it means to me. (laughs) Using jump scares in horror movies to scare people is like tickling people watching comedies to make them laugh. Agreed. Yes. Cheapy. This one's really good. Jack, I hope you'll enjoy this one. A lot more of the medieval ages makes sense if you consider how many of the people influencing things then were drunk, teenagers, or both. Wow. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. 
Ski masks are more associated with bank robbery than skiing. Uh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. Saw a guy in a ski mask. The last thing I would think was, I wonder if he was skiing. Of course, nobody wears ski masks to ski unless it's bitterly cold. I don't know if I've ever seen anybody wearing one skiing. Um, when I was a kid in, <laughs> in Wisconsin going to school and it yeah. was, you know, two degrees outside, um, people were wearing ski masks on the yeah. bus or at, on the recess. Not but. a lot of skiing there either. I mean, it was mostly to keep your facial features from having to be removed by a doctor. <laughs> right. From frostbite. That was the main thing. Yeah, yeah. If the Beast was poor, Belle wouldn't have given him a chance. Beauty and the Beast is full of some of the most questionable moral lessons in any of the, <laughs> you know, beloved Disney movies slash stories. Based things on looks. I mean, it's like, it's uh, number one, it's abduction, it's the Stockholm Syndrome, it's... You know, he's rich, so she puts up with it. He he terrorizes her father. I mean, it's it's like a, it's like deliverance or something. It's an incredibly troubling story. But, you know, so were a lot of uh, fairy tales in their original forms. If you ever get a chance. Sorry, I got to sit down. Ugh, very tired. What are we, two, three hours into the show? Um, <laughs> uh, duh. Uh, you read the original forms of the fairy tales that came out in the Middle Ages, like his warnings to kids to be careful and all. They're freaking grim indeed, Grim Brothers. Woo! Man, a lot of blood, a lot of death. It's like, did, did Tarantino write this? Yeah, right, no exactly. Yeah, the ones these days are, are, are Disney-fied, our versions of them. That's why we're weak. Read your kids the originals. Terrify them before bed. Uh, moving along, Welsh uh, fag Andy writes, um, he's, he's moved back to Wales. Not Wales, Wales. Hmm. Oh, speaking of Wales, did I mention they're seeing blue whales in the uh, uh, Monterey Bay right now off the West Coast? Is that good or is that, a, is that a global warming thing? Oh, no, no, it's, it's, it's great. It's incredibly exciting. The biggest creature on Earth. You can well, see, is it, go whale it's, watching. It's good for a whale go watcher. Whale watching. Is it good for the whales? I've never heard anything anybody terribly concerned about. Okay, it. Maybe so it's I not it. a... They're fleeing their normal climate because of climate change. I don't think so. It happens every couple of years that they get a little closer to shore following the krill. It, it might be. I don't know. I don't want to say no. I, I, I'm i just saying I don't know that it is. Well, I'd like to shoot one of those and put them mounted in my living oh room. My That'd be a conversation piece. I don't think symmetry is the right word, but I've always been fascinated that the largest thing on the planet, the blue whale, eats the smallest thing in the ocean. What? That's fascinating. Blows your mind, man. <laughs> Shower thoughts are over, Sean. Uh, let's see. Uh, oh, that's right. Back to Andy the Welsh fag, friend of Armstrong and Getty. Despite fleeing the socialist utopia of Portland and returning to the comfortably disappointing UK, I am still a compulsive listener of your show. I must have addiction problems. Well, uh, we're happy about it. Um, and he makes a couple of, oh, he makes a great point. We were talking about the struggles of tall people at the end of last week. He said, I'm significant, and uh, oh, and, and everybody asking if they play basketball, et cetera. And I said, it's, it's dumb, it's insulting, it's, it's cliche. And Jack said, no, if they were a player, they want to talk about it. Well, some do. Sure, but yeah. I'm, I'm, I guarantee you, mo- oh, many don't. And, may, and especially if you didn't play basketball, you really hate it. <laughs> no, I, I actually didn't play at all. So Andy says, I'm significantly worse than average at hand-eye coordination, so I, I find it doubling annoying when people ask if my 6'5 height makes me good at basketball. My retort of, you're kind of fat. Are you any good at sumo? Usually does the trick. Wow. Oh, Andy. Why the anger up there? On your oh, a much visited topic of the state of San Francisco, a colleague of mine recently took the trip of a lifetime with her partner to the city. Telling me about what she saw, she sounded traumatized by the experience. It's hard to see how the city will remain a tourist destination at this rate. 
Well, and as we were talking about a little bit ago, um, the damage you do uh, will take decades to fix. So you could yeah. get you could get it all cleaned up, and everything is you know you look like Manhattan looks. Um, it'll take a long time for word to get around the world, yeah. and for people to really believe it. I heard it's dangerous and kind of dirty. Yeah, that will persist for well, my a very aunt Linda long time. was there. There were the hobos and and poop everywhere. Right. Well, that that story will go on for long after it's over, if it's ever over. Right. There's no indication it's going to end. Right. Speaking of poor leadership, on the topic of Moonbeam Brown, here's uh, Al Anonymous. Just heard that a man flew around near the fires on the west side of the uh, Central Valley of California. Saw he said he saw three fire trucks sitting at the Syphilitic One's property near Calusa. Three trucks sitting to protect that SOB's private property while others burn maybe needs looking into. I have not had this report substantiated. Three fire trucks just sitting around protecting Jerry Brown's property while others burn. Mm. And Brownie, you're doing a heck of a job. Mm. Mm. That reminds me, I got to tell you, uh, I have many tales, many tales of my trip to the frontier outpost of Boise, Idaho. Joe Chella. It was a uh, big time. Joe and Idaho. We got this. Noisy and Boise. Yes. The noisy in Boise. Um, uh, there's, is there bestiality in Beauty and the Beast? There almost is by definition, isn't there? Well, they dance. Ah, you know I've, what that I've means. I've danced with my dog. You know what that means. In the story, it, does? it implies he's already turned back into a man. Spoiler alert at that point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. They dance when, when, when he's a beast. Oh, yeah, the dancing. Oh, yeah. Do you think that's a metaphor? Jack's saying it's well, a, I don't know. In your well, old time movies, show him doing it. No, in your old time movies, they dance and it kind of fades. Right. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, it's the next morning, and I'm supposed to assume they, well, they I went to bed, I guess. Uh, let's <laughs> see. Uh, here's a nice note from uh, TJ in Idaho, one of the many fine folks I met in Boise. It was, uh, it was very nice. I'll be talking about that later. But uh, thanks to everybody who made me feel so welcome. It was great. It was a fun time. Joe Palooza? Uh, yeah. Yep. Hey, Rocket and Simple Jack, let freedom ring. I went to the beach this weekend with my wife and kids, some family friends. I thought I'd share a photo of my 11-year-old son next to the fort he built out of driftwood. He was quite proud of his engineering prowess. This was right before a ranger showed up and made him tear it down because it's illegal to build driftwood forts on the beach. The ranger then told my friend that the hole he was digging was too deep and he needed to fill it in. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Land of the free. Hello. Oh, anyway, Owen, too. That's hilarious. Well, it would be hilarious if it weren't so incredibly oh, yeah. angering. Oh, yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, finally, this. How about a, a positive thought? So, uh, Pearl Jam was playing Chicago. The guest of honor was Dennis Rodman, who got up and spoke for a minute to thank the city of Chicago for being the only people behind him when he was trying to build bridges between the U.S. and North Korea. There's a picture of D-Rod and Eddie Vedder on stage. <laughs> wow, that is something. Yep. Uh, Marshall's News next, and we'll get this week kicked off on the Armstrong and Getty Show. So, a Kevin Spacey movie came out over the weekend. I know you don't know about it, based on the box office it took in. It's the last project Kevin Spacey was involved in before his entire career imploded over him being a pervo. And uh, so this this movie was filmed before that story came out, and they decided to go ahead and release it. And it made the incredibly low amount. I didn't even know this was possible. 
$287 nationwide. If you want to break it down, it was $126 on opening day and then an additional $162 on Saturday. Well, you could have made more selling a used set of snow tires. <laughs> I didn't even know that was possible. Wow. That's something, isn't it? How well, many screens? Do we know how many screens? Uh, don't Not know. many. Not uh, a lot. Yeah. Eight theaters. So yeah, the, nonetheless. The, hun- the $126 yeah. on opening day, uh, that's with the average price being about $15 a ticket. About eight people saw it on the first day. <laughs> it's a, this is a gifted thespian. This yeah. is the star of some timeless movies. The, the unbelievable House of Cards, etc. Yeah. But he's a groper. Allegedly. Well, who who's going to say to their uh, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, hey, you want to go see the new Kevin Spacey movie? No. No, you're not going to say that. Uh, let's get the news now with Marsha Phillips. Uh, amid growing outrage over the reported sex abuse scandals, Pope Francis this morning acknowledging sexual abuse by priests had been long ignored, kept quiet, or silenced by the church. The Pope making that admission today in what the Vatican calls a letter to the people of God. The Pope saying, in part, we showed no care for the little ones. That's his response to the Pennsylvania grand jury reported years of sexual abuse and cover-ups. Those of you, and there aren't many of you, writing letters like this one, please apply your sense of skepticism to the Pennsylvania Grand Jury Report and consider, et cetera, et cetera. It's only one side of the story. Oh, come None on. of the accused has had the opportunity to challenge the accuser, come et cetera. Come on. Take it up with the Pope. Wow. I mean, listen, you're not wrong on some of this stuff, but there's a question of timing. Oh, my God. So there was a spokeshole of some sort for the uh, Catholic Church on ABC this week with George Stephanopoulos. And I don't remember if it was a spokesman or a a bishop or whatever. It doesn't really matter. It was who the Catholic Church sent on to a national show to talk about this situation. And it was just, I just was so angry listening to this dude. It reminded me of, uh, remember General Senshecki or however you say his name? Oh, yeah. When he lost his job at the VA. He might have cared a lot about the VA, but he didn't sound like he cared mm. when he was testifying before Congress and he got killed for it and he lost his job. That's why I felt about this person. He might actually care, but dude, sound half as mad as me. Sound half as mad as anybody that's a member of your church. So he did the typical, I'm a member of a bureaucracy trying to protect the bureaucracy sort of, this is... This is disappointing to everyone involved. But what we must remember is the Catholic Church. I mean, it was just your typical wow. reading off a list of here at uh, Shell Corporation. We don't like oil spills and we want you to know. I mean, it just there is no passion there whatsoever. Wow. How do you not have a bishop on TV saying this is disgusting? I'm disgusted with my own church. I don't even know if I can stay in the church after this story. There was a fabulous letter written by one bishop that was making the rounds uh, that was absolutely tone perfect. It was great. Put him on TV. How do you not say, I don't know how anybody would show up on Sunday morning after hearing this? How do you not say things like that? You know what? I'm kind of glad they didn't, though. I I don't want to be telling a con man or a liar, hey, listen, this was the part of your lie that kind of stuck with me. I mean, I kind of want the Catholic Church to keep displaying their lack of concern and, and, and anger about this because 
you know, then you know what you're dealing with. You know what it sounded like? It sounded like like happens with Shell Oil or 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 whoever the hell. It was written by lawyers who are trying to mitigate any possibility of mm-hmm. uh, you know admitting guilt and being sued and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, just just ridiculous. You see I mean, my point though. You heard that and you thought, wow, yeah, not time for the scrutiny to end at all. Well, no, and, I mean, and that's s- probably a good thing. And sounding like you care does not fix anything. You could hire Kevin Spacey to sound very believably right. angry about right. this. It doesn't mean you care, but come on. Send somebody out there who sounds like they're really bothered by this. Any any normal person reads this report, and yeah. here's some of those examples, and you're just you're either crying or want to punch somebody. You're so mad. This guy had no emotion whatsoever. Wow. Meanwhile, over the weekend, President Trump's attorney Rudy Giuliani was arguing on Meet the Press that having Trump sit for an interview with Robert Mueller's team, which they've been trying to negotiate, having him do for months wouldn't really accomplish much because witnesses say different things. What I have to tell you is, look, I'm not going to be rushed into having him testify so that he gets trapped into perjury. And when you tell me that, you know, he should testify because he's going to tell the truth and he shouldn't worry, well, that's so silly because it's somebody's version of the truth, not the truth. He didn't have a, a conversation truth is about... Truth I, I don't mean to go like... I, no, I it isn't truth. Truth isn't truth. The President of the United States says, I didn't... Truth isn't I, truth. Mr. Mayor, do you realize what... I, I, no, I, no, no, no. This is going to become a what, bad don't, don't, do, don't, do, don't do this to me. I really like Chuck Todd, but he's yeah. lost his ability to be objective in any way. Um, that was a all-day-long meme in a lot of the media. It's on right. the front page of the USA Today, in quotes, truth isn't truth, and the, you know, Orwellian this and all that. That makes perfectly good sense to me. Makes perfectly good sense. That's what perjury is. This guy said something under right. oath says it's the truth. This guy said something right. or a woman. They don't match up. Now we got to figure out which one is the truth. Come on. It, it makes perfectly good sense. And Chuck Todd acting like, oh, what, 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 truth isn't truth. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the hell is that? Partisanship. It makes perfectly good sense. Catching somebody out and being able to mock them for it. That's what that was. I was looking up some other examples. Alan Dershowitz, I saw he had a recent headline about, um, and he had truth in quotes about the Republicans' uh, statement they made about the... the the Russian information and the Democrats and said which of these truths will work? Yeah, two different truths. Truth isn't truth. They've got different versions of it. That means there's nothing crazy at all. Rudy Giuliani sounds like a nut job all the time. He sound said lots of crazy stuff, but that was not a crazy thing to say. And Rudy went on to give an example, like you were talking about, Jack. Donald Trump says I didn't talk about Flynn with Comey. Comey says you did talk about it. So tell me what the truth is. There you go. An example. Those, one person says one thing, another says another. Those aren't two different truths, though. Like, one of you is lying, right? So, like, right. that's... I ultimately understand that there is some something called the truth, and there's only one of them. But they're both claiming they're saying the truth under under oath. So, just be... If, if Well, that's what a perjury trap is. Uh, was it Dershowitz or the other lawyer that explained that to us? If Donald Trump gets up and says something, and what he says could be the truth, and a different person says somebody something else that they say is the truth, then what have you got? Well, then you got to try to figure it out. There and that's go. what Rudy was saying, and that's clearly true. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. <laughs> oh, squawky. What are we going to do? Uh, maybe a less crazy old spokesperson. That, would, that, that might help. Questionable spokespeople. I mean, Rudy, Rudy's something. He's like a fire hydrant that the uh, the valve came off, and he's just spraying. <laughs> that was quite the Meet the Press episode, because they yeah. had Brennan on yeah. for a good long interview, and then Rudy Giuliani. And... 
I want to hear that again. Okay. I know it was, I kept seeing it in print, but I was driving most of the weekend. Well, I tell you what, thank God for AM radio when you're driving hundreds of miles across the hinterlands. What is it about AM radio? Do we have that handy? Because we know what AM radio is. AM radio is a viable and modern source for news and entertainment. Agreed. Keep, keep that in mind. Who could disagree? Keep that in mind every day. That's my truth. Um, I'm going to keep speaking my truth. Boy, I hate that phrase. So many stories from over the weekend. Cohen is uh, really in trouble legally, and it might not have anything to do with the Russian thing. But... Says who? <laughs> Says the judge. I mean, you're going to be in trouble. Happy children do chores, according to a new study. Oh, so many good things. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the nation. Dig up the cliff. I didn't think there was a chance that we we're going to mention the O word uh, this week, but I just I saw something yesterday that I thought was so good. The O word, Omarosa. Oh Lord! I saw. I just saw a clip of her on her on, on some show as as it's running out of steam. Like last week, I said this might be the last day you're on the national stage, and mm. it, it actually might be any moment now. But I saw a clip of her on some show where she said, and it was so transparent the way she did it. She said, I think the thing you need to remember about Nixon, I mean, Trump. And I thought, uh, wow. <laughs> really? I wish there was some... Well, it, you're trying a little too hard there. I wish you could do this scientifically, because obviously it's fraught with opinion, but I wish there was some independent site or, or, or network that would have maybe a graphic of how important a story actually is and how important talking heads are pretending it is and and uh, analyzing like this is a 4.3 as you can see the importance of this has been really inflated by people who talk for a living <laughs> i mean because the amorosa thing that's an all-timer president nixon sh- i'm sorry trump oh boy oh you 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 almost you said nixon by mistake because he's just as bad as nixon <clears throat> i see what happened there and I remember during Adolf Hitler's rise, I mean Donald Trump's rise to power. <laughs> anyway, anyway. I, didn't, I didn't mean I'm to get off I'm not a fan of Hitler. Right, we know. California's got a bill, and you know this is the sort of thing that if you aren't in California, it could lead the, the rest of the world your direction. Well, I'm telling you. Has a bill proposing restricting restaurants to serving water or milk with kids' meals to combat child obesity. Right, that's got to be the default drink. The one they bring out unless you ask for something else. If your restaurant offers a Coke with the burger and a fry and a little toy, they will be arrested. They will be brought down by the man. I don't care what other people do. They're in the land of the free. I didn't even know that was a thing. My kids have never had a pop at a restaurant in their entire lives. The government has to step in and ensure that, Jack, here in the land of the free. It's just Hmm. absolutely unbelievable. Anyway, it's it's not that difficult to do. Um, well, no. If you're worth it, if you can, damn, if you don't care, go ahead, go ahead and order a pop. I don't care. Do what do you want to do? Yeah, well, it's to protect the children, Jack. Um, briefly, I had. I would say, in terms of difficult, stressful, almost wasn't sure I could make it through the weekend weekends. I'd say it was in the top 
It could be easily be the wor- hardest weekend of my life. Wow. Certainly be in the top three. Yikes. Just uh, for anybody who might be heading to work on a Monday with a similar weekend behind them. It happens, mm. apparently. What are you going to do? Um, coming up later, you want to play the uh, the Rudy clip again after the news and uh, yeah. dissect it since you almost went to law school? Yeah, I would be delighted to uh, to weigh in philosophically got on a that. Tremendous amount of attention yesterday. So, yeah, yeah. Well, what? yeah. I just I'm fatigued by the whipping up of one. Uh, you know, it reminds me of the uh, first time I saw my mom whipping up uh, egg wipes into how uh, egg not wipes whites egg in, wipes into um what are those <laughs> into whipping cream homemade whipping cream i was astonished that, that little amount of stuff could be whipped up into this huge amount of stuff and i'm just tired of the whipping creamization of of the nation's <laughs> news it's just it's like i've got that blender she's using a blender and it's in my head all the time mm-hmm. God, can we stop? You, t- you know what? And one of the reasons my uh, little road trip was so refreshing, and I will tell you more tales of the uh, the frontier a little bit later on. Um, one of the reasons it was so refreshing was I spent a lot of time talking to normal people uh, outside of my usual group of friends and associates. Are they normal? Uh, my friends and associates? Some of them are. <laughs> okay. Well, I just I didn't know. The way but you just, phrased that, I didn't know if you meant... Oh, no, I'm just, you know, but I'm used to their attitudes and what uh-huh. they think, their opinions, stuff like that. But just getting with a bunch of different people, uh, listeners to the show and, and Uber drivers and shopkeepers and hotel clerks and that sort of thing. Um, and hearing what they're thinking about and interested in talking about as opposed to Russia investigation, mostly. Oh, my God. If I heard the name Robert Mueller again. No, I didn't hear it once. Um, nobody's thinking about that stuff. I mean, maybe when they listen to talk radio, they are a little bit, but boy, not in real life. You can't get it out of them. I'll tell you one thing. Everybody is honestly interested in uh, fires, wildfires, Hmm. fire safety, forestry. I talk to so many people. I will tell you this about my, my trek to and fro beautiful Boise, Idaho. Um, and the whole Boise thing, that's a thing there. They got T-shirts everywhere. B O Y dash S E E. There's no Z in Boise. Mm. Well, I don't live there, so I imagine I'll continue to say Boise. But... <sighs> I wouldn't, man. Just in case a Boisean is around, because mm. they get militant. But anyway, it was really, really smoky in that valley, and um, and I thought, wow, that's I said, a shame. Oh Lord Jesus, it's a fire. That's right, darling. And um, and I thought, wow, that's a shame because it's beautiful around here. But what are you going to do? And then I set out uh, toward home. I drove for. Six and a half hours, solid smoke the entire way, hundreds and hundreds of miles, all the way across Idaho, all the way across Oregon, then Nevada, and it was only, you know, I was a little outside of Reno when the smoke stopped, Mm. Um, but I talked to a number of different people, different ages, different, you know, sorts of people. Every single one of them was 100% great with the idea that, yeah, we went wild with some really ill-advised environmental policies. You've got to manage forests. You can either let them burn, like nature says, or if, you, if you're not going to let them burn, you've got to manage them. Those are your only two choices. And there was unanimity of opinion on that topic. How many people brought up global warming, honestly? And I'm not saying that to try to be sarcastic or anything. In the context of the forest fires? Uh-huh. All, uh, everybody. Everybody did. Just as, uh, but in the context that, you know, it might be, but we need to deal with it 
in a more immediate way. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's willing to concede that, yeah, it might be getting a little warmer. Maybe it's a cycle that'll last 30 years. Maybe it's a, a, you know, a permanent thing. Maybe it's man-made. Maybe it's not. But everybody just said, with all due respect to, it's obvious the priority is. And it was just amazing. Everybody thought the same damn thing. But that just goes to show you how you, you, government policy can be led astray by a few extremely adamant people. Hmm. You know, your, your pressure groups, as they used to be called. We have a puppy. You may have seen the picture on the Twitter that is a uh, a mm-hmm. rescue from uh, somebody whose house burnt down. There's a lot of them out there: horses, dogs, cats, birds. Oh my gosh! Rabbits. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. You lose your house. You don't. You're not really in a position. You know what? We like the rabbit, but uh, I got other things to be concerned about right now. Yeah, I hear you. Yeah. It's a little surprised to see another living beast. Me too. In your menagerie. I was pretty surprised too. Huh. If I was going to make a list of things that we need to make our lives more or less comfortable, yes. a puppy wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be on the on the, on the, on the make things easier side. Mm. But uh, that's its own problem. Um, <laughs> how your brain morphs family vacations into pleasant memories. Maybe we'll talk about that later. That's interesting. <laughs> Why would you mess with people? Some of them are probably midway through one right now. <laughs> So stay tuned for that. So the whole Rudy Chuck Todd clip. Joe will break it down as a guy who almost went to law school. Breaking it down. Stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show.